we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. if we did leave. And you know, in this country now, there are a lot of people who want to expand the death penalty to include drug dealers. This is really stupid. Drug dealers aren't afraid to die. They're already killing each other every day on the streets by the hundreds. Drive-bys, gang shootings, they're not afraid to die. Death penalty doesn't mean anything unless you use it on people who are afraid to die. Like the bankers who launder the drug money. The bankers who launder the drug money. Forget the dealers. You want to slow down that drug traffic, you got to start executing a few of these f***ing bankers. White, middle-class, Republican bankers. comedian and 9-11 truther George Carlin dead at 71 and he will be very missed especially here at the animal farm for those of you who are new to this little soiree my name is Ben Miller and I'm chilling here with my fellow anti-establishment fringe political activist Tony Pack hello Ben and Pyeth on the soundboard hello We've got another classic animal farm episode for everybody tonight we have a brand new law or lie we're also going to be covering the latest news, and we'll be taking your phone calls, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned, for you are indeed on the Animal Farm. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. George Carlin fan. We do have some good news tonight. The bad news, obviously, with the loss of George Carlin. Maybe we'll play some clips throughout the show. I was a huge fan of him, Ben, and yeah. heard the news yesterday. Yesterday was really the, the day it happened. So, you know, it's unfortunate, but uh, hopefully the memory will always live on. I think it will. He's one of the best comedians ever. 
Yeah. And like you said, it was more than just his comic work. It was the fact that he was a political activist from the very beginning. Even his early work, and of course, a lot of the CNN coverage talked about his seven words you can't say on the air yeah. and, uh, and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, what are you going to do? It's unfortunate, but we celebrate his life. Yes. I'm glad you, hopefully, guys, you guys like that clip that we played in the beginning there. Uh, some more unfortunate news. The 209 days, 4 hours, 55 minutes, and 46 seconds until George Bush leaves office, so there's plenty of horror left. 209 wow. days, just it's unfathomable. Is it ever going to end? It seems like we're in the twilight zone with uh, the country and the situation that is developing in this country. So many of the, the crazy things that we talk about. But first, like always, Ben, we're going to try to soothe and relax you <laughs> and lull you to sleep with the interesting, the crazy, the unbelievable. And we'll start off here. But the crazy nonsense down under. The Australian man now charged with driving a wheelchair while drunk on a highway. <laughs> what kind of stuff is he drinking? I got a get Brisbane, Australia. A man found asleep in a motorized wheelchair on a highway in north, <laughs> northern Australia was charged with drunk driving. Police said Monday. Officers in a patrol car noticed the man slumped in the stationary chair about 10 a.m. Friday on an exit lane near the tourist city of Cairns. Regional traffic inspector Bob Walter said... Car, uh, cars were swerving to get around him, Ben. This, this is, it wasn't, wow. just, it wasn't just on the shoulder. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the officers uh, breath-tested the 64-year-old man who registered a blood alcohol reading of point, uh, .301. Oh, so wow, that's man. Point, Three times over the, the limit, right? Point zero eight is the <laughs> legal limit in most, in most states in our country. Point zero eight, I believe, is the legal limit. He blew a point. Three zero one. So yeah, over three times. Now, I'd probably be drinking if I was in a wheelchair too. Then. Uh, you know what? It's a good point. I became an alcoholic because my parents didn't love me enough. <laughs> I don't think. I don't <laughs> think. I became a junkie because my parents oh, didn't boy. love me enough. For you. I don't think you'd be driving on the highway, though, Ben. I mean, unless you were really that drunk. But um, so yeah, he would. Well, he, in, I guess in Australia it's even worse because that's more than six times the legal dri driving limit. So wow, yeah, there's a, it's a police state there in Australia. It really it's, is down on so, you know, that's just one of those things. The vehicles that we normally hear about with drunk driving are the family car, the truck, the motorbike, Walter said. Um, this is, again, the cop. But uh, there, are no, there are also other classes of vehicles that are subject to drinking driving laws, including horses, bicycles, and motorized wheelchairs. So it is classifiable. It wasn't like this unprecedented thing. They actually have laws with how drunk you can be while driving a motorized wheelchair. <laughs> so I guess this is not the first time that it's ever happened. Uh, either way, I guess we're all doomed 2012. Thousands of Dutch prepare for the 2012 apocalypse, according to a report out of Fox News. The world will end in 2012, or so say thousands in the Netherlands preparing for the apocalypse. In four years, the Dutch-language newspaper, I will try, De Volkskrant, reported Tuesday. The paper spoke those, to those who believe the 2012 date signals the impending end of civilization and are stocking up on emergency supplies, equipment, and life rafts in case of flooding. United Press International reported, while theories vary as to why 2012 in particular is believed by some to represent the world's end, most say it is the end of the Mayan calendar. Yes, yes that's, so that's the primary reason for that, my understanding. Anyways, that's, yeah. I'm with you, Ben. Some are optimistic about the apocalypse, saying they no longer want to live in the modern world. And get this, here's a quote, you know... Maybe it's really not that bad that the Netherlands will be destroyed. Oh, gosh. So, well, you know what? I guess, wow. I guess everybody around the world is drinking the Kool-Aid. I guess it doesn't, you know, stop with Americans. And finally... Come on, you know, they could put anything on the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Finally, folks, uh, at least, well, I'm not really... I have a couple of crazies tonight, but I'll stop here, and then I'll pass the ball to you, Ben. But a hacker... This is, this is brilliant, pure brilliance. A hacker changes a news release on a sheriff's website. 
This is brilliant. Out of uh, CNET.com. Uh, someone hacked into the website for the San Bernardino County, County Sheriff's Office in California and changed the wording on several news releases, forcing the agency to shut down the site last week, according to the Daily Bulletin. One news release warning motorists about DUI checkpoint in the nearby town of Highland was changed to read that officials wanted to stick our big government schnooze into your private business, <laughs> check your papers, and be sure you're towing the line. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I love it. I love hackers. Also, Modify was a news release earlier this month with information about the law that takes effect in July that forbids people from talking on their cell phones while driving. I don't think that's a joke to them, but uh, they certainly want to send a message to the readers that they don't always agree with laws being changed, said Sheriff's spokeswoman Cindy Beavers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> got a lot, of, a lot of different flavors of humor here, folks. It depends on how you can stomach it or what you can stomach, but either way, that is some pretty funny stuff. And kind of saying what we've been saying is yeah. that, you know, we're sick of being uh, nanny-stated, if, if we can even use that as a term. But, Ben, it's uh, it's time for you to go. Yeah. Go no, ahead. Number to reach us, just to let people know, 512-646-1984 is the number, 512-646-1984. If you'd like to drop us an instant message, it is AOL uh, screen name, Animal Farm Show, all one word. Uh, this is my silly article right here. <laughs> Outdoors in Chicago, watch out for the blackbirds. Chicago experts are telling Chicago residents to beware of the birds. The fiercely territorial behavior of red-winged blackbirds is being blamed on several recent dive bomb attacks. The, the birds peck at unsuspecting bicycle, bicyclists bleh, and pet pedestrians and swipe their hair. Just ask, ask Holly Grasso. The businesswoman says she was pecked in the head. Ooh. She calls the incident so bizarre. Field Museum ortho, ortho, ortho ornithologist Doug Stotts says the birds favor parks and vacant lots near ponds and Lake Michigan. So if you are in Chicago right now, watch, yeah, wear watch a hat. the pecking of the birds. Wear a cubs hat. Wait a minute. Yeah, crazy craziness. <laughs> and good news, some good news coming out of uh, Texas, a major victory for Texas. Yes. This is from Texas Straight uh, Talk. Uh, Ron Paul wrote this. He says, I am pleased to report that last week we received notice that the Texas Department of Transportation will recommend the I-69 project be developed using existing highway facilities instead of the proposed massive new Trans-Texas Corridor slash NAFTA Superhighway. But that, that doesn't exist, Ben. The NAFTA that doesn't exist. Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an online myth from conspiracy theorists, didn't you know? <laughs> According to the Texas Transportation Commissioner, consideration is no longer being given to new corridors and other proposals for a new highway footprint for this project. A major looming threat to property rights and national sovereignty is removed with this encouraging announcement. And I, I know Texans themselves were going bonkers over this. Um, everybody got it, came out of the woodwork and started fighting this. So I'm very happy to see that they won. Now we have to start doing the same thing that Texas does all around the country and getting out and fighting these sovereignty issues that we have here. Don't well, I think, mess with Texas. Absolutely. I think the, the verdict here, Ben, is that the activists down there in Texas really got the job done. Yeah. I mean, so oh, yeah. I have to give major kudos and uh, and props out there, if you will, to the people who did that, because I know that they were fighting this for a long time. I yeah. saw them. I saw a lot of reports of them, you know, gathering in masses, you know, know your neighbor, get together with your, your neighbors and, and fight this and, and really talk to your congresswoman or your congressman, that whole thing. So, And it was a hard fight, too, from my understanding. 
understand. I'm sure it was, Ben. I'm sure with the, the amount of money to, to be made with the selling of America, not to bite off a of Lou Dobbs, uh, I'm sure there's so much power and so much money to be made that, yes, the resistance is going to be there. Yeah. Um, and and the, the thing that just, just you know makes me crazy is that, again, they said it didn't exist. So many huge news reporters and the Rush Limbaugh's of the world, the pundits say it's, it's a nutcase conspiracy theory. It didn't yep. exist. But, of course, we know it did. And uh, good victory. And I think this is at least, you know, uh, a day to celebrate a little bit. One down and, you know, many, many more to go. Absolutely. So, you know, once again, like Ben says, folks, 512-646-1984 is the phone number. And we also want to thank you again for all the support. We've been getting more emails than ever before. And uh, people are writing on the forums. Once again, animalfarmshow.com is the website. Thank the you. forums are on the top right corner. You could find a little button and, uh, you know, be one with the farm, like Ben says. You can also instant message us at Animal Farm Show. One word. That's AIM. We got a lot of news, some 9 11 news. We have uh, some John McCain news, uh, which is also funny but sad. And of course, some more really horrifying news coming out of the Iraq situation and the veterans Mm -hmm. in general, their health or lack thereof. But first, we have a Bush War Crimes Conference now to convene in Massachusetts. Excellent. Excellent. On September 13th through 14th this year. Lawrence Velville, the dean of the Massachusetts School of Law at Andover, plans to convene a convention at the school's facilities, the attendees of which will plan strategies to prosecute members of the Bush administration for war crimes. Amen. Give me another beer. Quote, this is absolutely adamantly opposed to that. I'm sure you are, George. (laughs) Quote, this is not intended to be a mere discussion of violations of the law that have occurred, stated Velville in a press release. It is rather intended to be a planning conference at which plans will be laid and necessary organizational structures set up to pursue the guilty as long as necessary and, if need be, to the ends of the earth. I like that kind of determination. That's my own quote at the end there. Yeah. <laughs> he also says, we must try to uphold, to hold Bush, the, uh, the Bush administration leaders accountable in courts of justice, and we must insist on appropriate punishments, including, if guilt is found, the hangings visited upon top German and Japanese war criminals in the 1940s. And unfortunately, Ben, I'm a sadistic person. I would agree with that. And finally, he says, this is, this is once again, um, this is a great quote by Lawrence Velvel here. I want to read this. It's talking about Bush, and this is what he says. This is brilliant. The man ultimately responsible for the torture had a unique preparation and persona for the presidency, wrote Vavel. He is a former drunk, was a serial failure in business who had to repeatedly be bailed out by daddy's friends and (laughs) wannabe friends, was unable to speak articulately despite the finest education that money and influence can buy, has a dislike of reading so that a 100-page memo have to be boiled down to one page for him, is heedless of facts and evidence and appears to not even know the the meaning of the word truth. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, that's very well said. I think he's yeah, being absolutely. a bit too kind. But anyway, folks, once again, uh, the, you can check that out. That's uh, I'm not sure where it's out of, actually. I just kind of printed it out. But it's, it's entitled Bush War Crimes Conference to Convene in Massachusetts. And it's written by Stephen C. Webster. So Excellent. That's yes. great news. charged with conspiracy to commit treason, terrorism, and sedition, the penalty for which is death by firing squad. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like the more, we, you know, the more we research now every week, there's new groups you know, holding, trying to hold, at yeah. least I'd say, mm-hmm. our public officials accountable and saying that, yes, if they step foot in this town we will arrest them the public citizens yeah. arrest well c- you know because really really, really arrogant stupid dick <laughs> <laughs> it's true. really got the ball rolling when he went when he put forth his articles amen. of impeachment amen um and and one of the things i really loved about his articles was you know he's he's known to be a quote-unquote leftist and a liberal and yeah, well, this and he's labels. known to be you know uh, for the un and internationalism but he himself came forward and said that we need to take care of this problem ourselves we can't 
allow an international tribunal to take care of this. Uh, we have to do this ourselves. So that was mad props to Dennis Kucinich for that. Um, I'm still, I'm still waiting on hearing whether Ron Paul is for this or not. Haven't I heard agree. anything about that. We have not. Um, it's bizarrely quiet. Um, you know, so that's that's kind of depressing. My guess at this point is that I guess Ron Paul's not for impeaching the president. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Ben. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to diss Ron Paul. I'm not going to try to get out of his case. I don't think he's ever actually been asked directly. I don't know if he's been asked, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm assuming that he hasn't been asked. You think on he'd TV. come out in support of that though? I think he usually he, is proactive in that. In I that agree. Manner, you know? It's a great question, yes. Ben. I think it's it's great, and I think I'd like to know that answer. I think it's important for a lot of the truth movement people, the patriots in general, people who care about yeah. this country and don't you know apply to one or two or three different parties or whatever. I think it's important to know the answer to the question because people like Ron Paul are such humongous figures mm-hmm. in the you know the apparent change that we're trying to enforce here. I mean, I personally think if he didn't do that, it would be contradictory to his, his beliefs. You know, he's very pro. He's very pro-Constitution, and, and obviously George Bush has not uh, has not fulfilled his oath of office, I guess is a very nice way to put it. <laughs> it's true, and granted, Kucinich is much more of a, you know, he, he's probably a little bit louder, and he goes a little bit more out of his way to cause, stir it up, if you will, stir yeah. up the you-know-what. And maybe Ron Paul doesn't, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would agree that we have a right to impeach this president. He should be impeached. He should be should have been impeached five years ago, if not longer. So uh, I would say Ron Paul would probably support it, but we don't know. Folks, uh, plenty more... <laughs> Bush now renews the vow to capture Osama bin Laden before the end of his presidency. So stay tuned for that, folks. AnimalFarmShow.com. We shall return. Impeachment hearings are the only way to force the Bush administration. One two six four six nineteen eighty four. That's the number to reach us tonight. You are listening to the one and only Crazy Animal Farm Radio Show. Oh, hello, creep. Yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good job, Pyatt. There, and so we left off talking about uh, well, really your your point here, Ben, and I think it's a good one. It's the question of does Ron Paul stand with Dennis Kucinich, or does he back up this effort to impeach President Bush? I think it's well overdue. I give Dennis Kucinich great props from, for doing this and yes. sticking his neck out, especially in the society that seems to care about nothing other than like deal or no deal yep. and Paris Hilton. And not only that, but went the extra mile and said, if you're going to ignore this, then I'm going to come out with 60 of them. Yeah. So now I'm going to sit there and take up eight hours in the in the uh, um, Congress in, in order to, to put forth these impeachment amendments and, and everybody's poop them. The mainstream media is not right. giving him any attention, um, but everybody out out in our circle is really you know pumped about this. Yeah, and if they give him attention, like the O'Reillys of the world, they just say, "Don't even waste your time. It's a waste. It's a waste." And, and yeah. I got to tell you, I mean, I don't think it's going to work, but that doesn't mean it's a waste of time. It's no. the point of doing it. And, Absolutely not. Um, it's well overdue. So either way, hopefully we'll find out. Thing sucks. That's right. <laughs> but one thing that Ron Paul does stand pretty firm on, uh, at least recently now, coming out and saying that he doesn't accept. The official 9-11 investigation yeah. and the replacement, uh, I don't know who this guy is, but he replaced Glenn Beck one. I don't think Glenn Beck wanted any more, you know, rounds, you know, any more time in the ring with Ron Paul. So yeah. I'm not sure that that's the reason, folks. But anyway, he was he came on and he said this. So many of your supporters I meet are also part of the 9-11 truth movement. You've appeared in a movie Endgame that talks about the Bilderbergers, etc. Why do you think there is such an attraction from that part of the political discourse to your movement? 
Well, I'm not sure. And one of the reasons is that, though I don't endorse those those concerns, I probably have, you know, uh, in, encouraged it in, uh, ironically because I haven't accepted the uh, 9-11 uh, investigation. You haven't? No, because I, I think they hid things from us and they didn't want to blame anybody. Nobody was discovered to be inept. We spent $40 billion on security and, and the information was there. What about the CIA agents that reported 35 or 40 times that these individuals were flying airplanes, but learning how to fly airplanes, but not land them. And we didn't do anything, but nobody was punished. So there was a lot of ineptness there on that. And nobody talks about the incentives for people to commit suicide terrorism. And it's very, very clear that suicide terrorists are not motivated because people are rich or because they're free. They're motivated mainly and almost wholeheartedly because they are occupied by foreign nations. And if we don't understand that, we are going to be forever threatened by terror. Yeah, I, I, I agree with this point so strongly, and I, I still can't believe that more people in this country don't understand. Not only don't, don't they agree with it, they don't understand yeah. how you can upset people mm-hmm. by bombing them and occupying occupying their country. It seems like politics 101. It really is. And I mean, it, to me, I, I don't I don't really buy the fact that people are stupid and, and, and inherently. I think that they've been, you know, duped. I think ultimately with the brainwashing from almost every area, Pentagon propaganda, the, the mainstream media, whatever. Yeah. And the idea that we're just these useless consumer slash workers, these pigs, thank uh-huh. you, and sheep, I should say. Uh, I don't buy that people are stupid. I think they've just been, they've been fed some pretty bad Kool-Aid and now they just any anything that comes on TV, it's like yes, torture works. You have this story now, Ben. That yes, people, uh, a certain amount of percentage of people still think torture is the, is the right way to get information from people. What yeah, I think because you know because it's, it's twenty four uh, and because of Jack Bauer. What is that, Ben? It's 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 absolutely terrible. It is out of uh, the raw story, and I think it is. Let's see, I'm pulling it up right here. All right, now forty four percent of people forty four. Uh, torture. Even, yeah. if, even, if, even if that number is, is cut in half, 22%, even if 22%, Ben, it's pathetic. To me, think, you know, if, even if that many people think that, yes, torture is right. I mean, on, on the surface, yeah, I could figure, oh, yeah, you know, someone, you know, is, is an enemy combatant, this whole yeah. thing. And yeah, you know, if you beat the hell out of them long enough, they'll tell you what you want. Mm, yeah, but they could also just tell you what you want to hear. Exactly. And, and that's, that's really, yes. that. that's the point. That's the reason why terror, why, why torture is, is in, implemented in most cases because they want to come up with uh, some type of false information. But this is out of a uh, raw story. 44% of Americans favor torture for terrorist suspects. Majority disapprove of torture. One in favor, uh, one in 10 favor in any instance. A new poll. Just of, were pathetic. The whole country shot. You, That's so true. A new poll of citizens' attitudes about torture in 19 nations finds Americans among the most accepting of the practice, although a slight majority say torture should be universally prohibited. 44% think torture of terror suspects should be allowed, and more than one in 10 think, think torture should generally be allowed. Incredible. Uh, the findings of the worldpublicopinion.org poll put the United States alongside countries like Russia, Egypt, and the Ukraine at lagging far behind allies like Great Britain, Spain, and France and how its citizens view torture. The poll found 53% of Americans believed all torture should be prohibited. The average in all 19 countries polled was 57%. So we're, yeah. we're four points behind everybody else. Um, I'm, I'm very, very ashamed of that. And uh, when Michelle Obama comes out and says that in 2008, 
America is a mean country. I, I absolutely agree with her. I know. It, it, I've said it, I've said it over a, and over again. Yeah, it's it's sad. I mean, you know, look, someone comes out and you may not like that person, but, you know, it, look, people have a right to be upset. And, uh, you know, you talk about the torture problems. I mean, folks, I, I, we mentioned it on Thursday. I had, I had viewed The Ghosts of Abu Ghraib, you know, mm-hmm. on yep. HBO. Yeah. I had viewed that documentary, and it's it, it's a very eye-opening documentary. Once again, very graphic, so, you know, don't eat before if you have a weak stomach. But I suggest all you folks out there, you try to get it on YouTube or get it on Google, The Ghosts of Abu Ghraib, so Ghraib, whatever. I can never pronounce that right anyway. Um, but it's a great documentary and exposes, you know, this is not just – these are not just terrorists who, you know, they fly their jets into buildings and they go around blowing themselves yeah. up. These are children in these torture camps. These are these families are, and, yeah, things of you know, that it, nature. It's so easy just to – perfectly reasonable. It's so easy just to kind of sit with your Jack Bauer mentality and say, yes, you know, the people of the United States need to get as many people into these camps and torture them so we get more information. The other, the other problem that I find is that in the poll itself, they said you think enemy suspects. Yeah. These, these, are not, these are people that are not necessarily guilty. Exactly. And when you watch that documentary, you also realize that these, these prison camps, you know, Abu Ghraib and all these other ones, they weren't necessarily just trying to find the real terrorists and, you know, execute them or get information. Mm-hmm. These were just – it was just about numbers. Yeah. You know, a lot of times they were like, look, in Iraq, we're not getting the same numbers that we are out of this camp. So get some new people in there and try some new techniques because we need results. Yeah. They don't care if it's true or not. And not only that, but you have, uh, you know, specific pans, plans coming out of the uh, Pentagon that state that they want to create terrorists. That's exactly um, it. So they go in there and they start torturing friends and family of terrorists in order to try to bring them out of the cave. And then once they get once they get out of the cave, then they uh, essentially are supposed to to win or something to beat them. That's a, that's a military type of tactic. Makes no sense. I think it's P two O G is is what it's called, um, and and it calls for killing and torturing uh, enemy combatants, families, and friends in order to try to bring them out. I mean, just disgusting policies. You know, we're creating more terrorism than we could even fight. Of, so of course. Well, that, but that's exactly it. We've killed over a million people, and that's probably a conservative number now that you've, we've seen multiple sources. Absolutely. We've killed over a million Iraqis. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. One million. Try to compare that to 9-11. 3,000 New Yorkers, 3,000 yeah. Americans, excuse me, yeah. died in one day. Horrible tragedy. Well, that's like, but I, I saw something today, and I, I, I wanted to kill somebody. I saw somebody, <laughs> a, a bumper sticker out there, and it said, 9-11, never forget, never again. And it was just like, what is that supposed to mean? Never yeah. again. What are you going to go? What are you going to go? Torture children so that it never happens again, buddy? Like, what is your I problem? Know. What yeah. is your deal? It's it's all the leftover meat and potatoes from the aggravation and the and the you know the feeling of revenge. Who didn't feel revenge? I felt it. Hell, for for the first exactly. seven, seven months, I wanted to go fight. I almost signed up, and I really wanted right. to do Me whatever too. I Me could. Too. And honestly, if I wasn't, uh, you know, a senior in in college, or I think it was a junior, you know, second junior uh, in college, if I wasn't, you know, on the verge of graduating, this whole thing, I think maybe I would have. Uh, I was what we've all become. upset. That's the what idea. We've become as a result of that. Our, our, our vengeance and our anger has turned us into monsters, and now we're torturing children with battery acid and things of that nature um, in order to try to get their parents to talk about things that they may not even know about. Yeah. I mean, it's it, we've we've turned ourselves into monsters. We really have, and, and I think I think one of the biggest problems that we as Americans have is we never reverse the tides. We never we never ask ourselves. That, you know, when I talk to people about the war, just try to broaden the subject. Do you think the war is right? What do you think about the war? Um, people just say, Oh yeah, I think you know, I know it's terrible, but we have to stay. We have to clean up the mess we've made. Um, I'll make the point when I get back, folks. Animalfarmshow.com is the website. And plenty more on the way when we return. Stay with us. Gotta love freedom.
We left off talking about the the population, and, and of course, Ben, we can go on for hours talking about how frustrating it can be trying to talk to just people in general. You go to a bar, and if you know, if you can get someone's attention for more than thirteen seconds and talk, you know, politics, God forbid. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the, the point is, is with, with anything, it, it's so often what I find, Ben. And maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe it's just people I know. But so often, people fail to try to reverse the roles. You know, when you talk about the war, and you say, well, yeah, you know, we're over there. Shouldn't we leave these people alone? Haven't mm-hmm. we done enough damage? We've killed over a million of them, which most people don't even acknowledge that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the one thing that I do, one thing I talk about, and it kind of, I guess, strikes a chord is what would you do, honestly, right now, if a different country came in and started occupying your town, told you where you could and couldn't go, and as a result, more bombings happened and more violence happened mm-hmm. and situations decreased? Yeah. Uh, and I think you have to do that. You have to put – you have to reverse the roles. We're so – we're the first ones to say, oh, yeah, go over there and make it a glass parking lot. Yeah. Blow, blow everybody up. Kill everybody. And this is not just today's mentality. I've heard this from my grandmother. This has been going on for a long time, and she's a really smart woman. Mm-hmm. So it's just this general mentality that, yes, if you have so an enemy – grandmother's hardcore, man. She's great. I mean, and she's a brilliant woman, <laughs> yeah. and she's still got – you know, she's still very much aware of what's going on. But mm-hmm. it's just the easy way out mentality of, yes, we have a problem. They're a foreign enemy. Yeah. They're brown. They smell bad. They wear sandals. Let's just nuke the entire country, <laughs> you know. And that's and I don't I don't agree with that at all. That's certainly mm-hmm. never my, my mentality because yeah. you're killing civilians. You know, you're killing people who that's their house, those are their homes. Yeah, it's But people just can't figure out and can't accept the idea that we're we're increasing the threat of real terrorism Absolutely. from real people. The inability to put themselves in other people's shoes. It's is impossible just, it's for astounding. these people. It's it's very Why frustrating because maggots. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's it's very frustrating because it's like you're surrounded by retards that don't really are they're not into politics they don't understand the ramifications of what they're talking about uh, they don't even understand the fact that uh, they're just having that opinion itself is a, is a danger because that really that just having that opinion and putting it in a poll really gives politicians the fuel that they need in order to make things like that happen right so it's it's People don't understand that politics is absolutely everything. It's everything. It's Every, everything. Sports, entertainment, mm-hmm. uh, health, education, yes. technology, business, it creeps, finance. It creeps into every single aspect everything of our lives. Politics. Yeah. And and people don't realize that. So when they go out there and they, they say, oh, I'm not going to pay attention to politics. I don't like politics. That in itself is a political decision. That in itself, they're, you know, they're making a decision not to care or to be unaware of what's going on in the world, um, which is which emboldens the terrorists out there. Right. Or, or, emboldens the politicians to, to make uh, decisions for us rather than to consult us on the decisions that they that they make. And I can't honestly, ben, being when, when people assume that politics is just CNN, Fox News, mm-hmm. MSNBC, CNBC, and, and the like, I can't blame them for saying or thinking I'm not into politics. Yeah. It doesn't interest me because honestly, how often do folks listening right now, how often do you go to the TV and, and, and you know actually find an invigorating report? Or how often do you go and you really start seeing the real truth? There's a great clip out of RINF.com that I'm going to play. It's about a m- okay. two and a half minutes, maybe three, not yet, but it really yes. kind of encompasses the whole thing that we're the point that we're trying to make that you know it's 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 granted it's our fault we're not paying attention but at the same time we're just being fed this nonsense this yeah. peanut butter and jelly politics perfect example i have a clip right here laura ingram goes out and tries to tell people that <laughs> kim kim jong-il is endorsing uh barack obama yeah but this is yeah here ahead. it is go ahead and in our friends like these department, the unsolicited endorsements keep piling up for Obama. First, it was free market champion Hugo Chavez. Then it was that modern day band of merry men, Hamas. 
And of course, let's not forget that Jack LaLanne of totalitarianism, Fidel Castro. And now it's, drumroll please, the one now, you don't have and only contestant in North Korean Idol, Kim Jong-il, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, he's a modern day renaissance man. Do you ever notice? He's a real hit with the ladies. I heard that. He spends his free time starving innocent people and cruising MySpace. <laughs> okay, so this is what we have here. You have Laura Ingram, uh, utter retard, literally probably retarded in, in many ways. <laughs> and, and she's, and, and I don't know why you think she's hot, Tony. I just, I, I, I want to throw up on her when I see her, man. She's, she's disgusting to me. <laughs> she's disgusting. But she got her own news show, and we reported on this. Uh, and it, Maybe because sure, she's annoying. That's it, why she's hot. <laughs> I don't understand it either, Ben. Do you want to, uh, never mind. I can't know. I don't, uh, I don't know why. I was going to say something, but okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, just speak, damn it. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. But, you know, this is what, this is what you have. Uh, we, we reported that she was in the other show uh, not too long ago, and, and now she has a show, and it, we knew it wasn't going to take too long <laughs> before she said something retarded out I'm there. glad you brought it up. And, and, she, and yeah. she did. She, she just instantly said something really retarded and stupid. But that's what you have. That's the point that we're trying to make. You turn on the mainstream news, and normal people out there go, oh, I'm going to get into politics. I'm going to watch some politics. Let me turn this crap on right here. Well, that's what and, it is. Yeah. Exactly. And then they go out to parties, and they go, oh, well, don't you know that Kim Jong-il uh, supports Iraq? Obama. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what the hell are you talking perfect about? Perfect example. Man? The perfect example, and I still have no idea what the real truth of this is, but the people for months, everybody thought that Barack Obama was a Muslim. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and not yeah. saying it's not true. I'm not saying it is true. The point is that they can spread one rumor, just like high school. Mm-hmm. You know, you get into high school by 830, you know ex- everything that happened over the weekend. And yeah. It's the same thing with television politics. And I think that's granted. That's why we're in the business that we're in. That's why we're alternative media. That's why we're doing this. And so many great radio shows that we listen to on We the People Radio Network and on GCN and so many other networks and and like Democracy Now, you know, mm-hmm. on the TV. Uh, so many networks are opening up. And I think it's a great thing. Um, but it's no wonder why people, even if they do pretend to pay attention or maybe they really love it, it's no wonder why people don't or, or not, you know, don't really have the knowledge base because they're not being told the whole story and they don't understand that, yes, there's so many other sources that you can look at yeah. mm-hmm. um, that shouldn't be ostracized it's like, like a, they so often are. Exactly. It's like a series of gatekeepers, you know, where you, you try to enter the political realm, something like 9-11 happens and you go, oh my goodness, politics really affects things. I have to start understanding what politics is. So let me turn on the, the news and try to watch what politics is and see what everybody's saying about 9-11 and then you have the mainstream news there that's guarding uh, essentially the truth and the things that other places are reporting but they're not reporting um, and, and so you have gatekeepers on that level and then after you go to that after you lose that level then you turn on say Air America or something like that and you listen to some liberals and you go oh my goodness here's all this great information right. that's not being portrayed on the mainstream news. Uh, the mainstream news are a bunch of liars so you go over to that side and then they, they kind of serve as gatekeepers over there and they just call the conservative evil and the republicans are bad yeah. and you should hate the republicans and hate the re- conservatives and then you go oh my goodness okay yeah i hate conservatives i hate republicans but then you turn on conservatives and republicans and they start talking junk about the liberals and you go oh my goodness <laughs> That's what, it's just yeah, non-stop it's non-stop gatekeeping and everybody's in their own little sect in their own little party right. and and everybody's divided they're not they're not uh, essentially just bringing in everybody and, and getting all the information from all sides like like we do here. That's what it is. And I was actually talking to, you know, email Charles Ratner, our legal correspondent. And folks, we will have Laura live tonight, episode like 
14 or something like that. We will have that later on. So it's not all politics, the show. It is fun at the same time. But I was talking to him and he's a, he's a, a Democrat. You know, he's a very proud Democrat. And we, you know, we always get in this kind of battle of, you know, where we, we kind of push the idea that, look, these parties at the top level, these mm-hmm. parties are all owned by the same people. Do yeah. I know their names? Do I know where they live? No, I don't really know. George I, w. Thank you, George. And I know some people, maybe I could give you some names, but the idea is like, it's not that, you know, Democrats are not good or Republicans are not good. It's uh-huh. all this uh, polarization, even though it makes you dizzy, uh, the point, and I think, you know, I have this, this story in front of me, and I'll, I'll read it and kind of make my point, but Charles, you know, every time something the Democrats do something good, Charles will email, still think the Democrats are bought and paid for the same <laughs> and I'm like, All of them are a bunch of scum, I'd, too. Yeah, I would probably agree much more with, Demo, you know, Democratic philosophy uh, these days than Republican philosophy, even though because it's been so... Well, that's true. Well, here's a th- here's a thing in that, um, and really quickly because we want to take phone calls and stuff like that. Right, hold on, please. Um, but here's the thing: is is you you have there the reason that the Democrats right now are right in most factors is because they're not they're not the people that are in the power. They're not the ones that are in the executive branch. So they're the ones right. that are playing off- offense. They're the ones that are in the game in the political game. They're playing offense. They're attacking people. They're yes. bringing out the troop truth in order to get political power themselves once the democrats get in power you'll start to see the republicans being the good guys well, that's it is it's good Re- cop bad cop and, yeah exactly even the sm- but see, the point is even the smartest people that i know the people that i look up to who have infinite more knowledge of everything than i do and i accept that mm-hmm. um even these people seem to fall into this trap that 300 million people should be somehow guided by one force, by one color, by one party. And it's, yeah. it's just Duffy. nuts. If I had it my way, I think the president, the vice president, all should be from different parties. Because yeah. I don't want any group of people ruled by one ideology, especially since it could be manipulated by so easily exactly. by the big bankers, by the people who really control and are pulling the strings. And you, know, you talk about this Congress bill, uh, over the Congress wrestles over spying bill, and it comes out, and you know, we're going to be up against another break here. But uh, the the idea here is that, yes, you know, like look at look at the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, and they want to come in, they want to pull the troops Ugh. out. They get in, they won't even impeach Bush. Yeah. And look at the troops. I mean, it's the same nonsense. It's the same flavor. Yep. And that's the problem. See, we look at Dennis Kucinich, and look at what a great, great job he's doing. Basically, not all Democrats are like Dennis Kucinich. Yeah. You know, I don't want to categorize anything at this point. I think it's a, a huge failure, and I think it just leads to problems. But, folks, we will play that uh, clip out of therealnews.com entitled Iraq Buried by U.S. Networks. And I think we'll play that, and we'll take some phone calls when we get back. Animalfarmshow.com. Stay tuned. Much more to come. It's the dumbing down of America that's happening right now. Animalfarmshow.com is the website. 512-646-1984 is the number to reach us. And also, if you'd like to drop us an AOL instant message, you can do so. It's Animal Farm Show, screen name, all one word. Back to your phone calls. Ray for Pennsylvania. You are on the air. What's up? Our good friend. Ben, 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 Ben. What's up, Ray? Ray, Ray. Like ben, ben. With you. <laughs> you could do better than Laura Ingram. Come on. <laughs> I'm not the one that thinks she's hot. Tony thinks she's hot. Oh, Tony. I think she, 
It looks Howdy. like she got. It looks like no, Ray. Let me be fair, Ray. Let me be fair. Let me explain myself. I have a right to explain myself. <laughs> no, I, I I always caught the end of Laura Ingram show on seven seventy because I always listen to Coast to Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know for years I never really saw. I mean, she sounded like she was horribly ugly. Thank you. And <laughs> so I always listen, and her voice literally makes me want to cry or cry. like I get the shakes and I, and I want to like bang my head against the wall like I often say on the show. So then when I first saw a picture of her, I was like, wow. Wow, I expected to see this really ugly Madeline Albright type woman, like this old, <laughs> grungy, crusty. Well, and then I saw, I was like, wow, I was like, she's actually decently attractive. And then I saw the whole mouth thing. It looks like she got hit over the face with a bat, probably because she pissed someone off about politics, like I always say, Ben. And whatever, I'm attacking her. But you know what? It's it. She probably got someone mad. She was talking her neocon ranting, and someone gave her a good shot in the mouth. But. I'm not one to stand by and let a lady do a man's job. <laughs> oh, no. She got Ray, a neocon uh, job. Yeah, right. No, well, I, who's your lady of choice, yeah, Go Ray. ahead, Ray. Who's your woman? My woman is Mrs. Kucinich. Ah, wow. A fine choice Elizabeth indeed. Kucinich? Yes. Ever, I've never seen her. Of her? Excellent. Uh, she's... She's wonderful, yes, and she's intellectual as well. Hey, she's got that, got that hot British accent. <laughs> We're not talking about intellect, then. We're talking about looks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hey, guess listen, that's why I don't... I really I, called? <laughs> no, yeah, well, oh, yeah, really, well, let's get back to business here, right? We're losing listeners uh, by the second. Why don't you tell no, us what's going on? We're gaining, we're gaining, we're actually gaining people by this. Come on. I, I hope that's so. the sad part. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you know, it's the stewardess theory. You know, I always said at our libertarian meetings, if we can just get good-looking women to come to the meetings, the guys will follow. You know, it's 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 hundred right. It's a hundred and ten percent right, though. It's I mean, true. It's true. Even in politics, people, uh, men think with their peckers, and that's why <laughs> that's why. Well, that's why you get these hornballs there at the top. You know, <laughs> because you get you get people in the White House, and they they bring in gay porn stars to service them and things like that. Uh, that's the reason why men get into politics okay, to gain power and to to have sex with many women. How about a toilet yeah, flush pile? Really people, get low here. Look at how many people call your program or any political program. Most of them are men. Most of the time. Exactly. I know there are women that, are, that listen to the program, and God bless you, and I really wish more women would call, would call from time to time. But most of them are men that are interested in politics, not women. You know, maybe well, they have some views about it, but the callers, I'm just from a callers. I, no, Ray, I, th- I think I think you bring up a, an interesting point. I think, uh, you know, just just the population in general, though. I mean, I, I'd actually I'd be interested in finding out, like, a real study of, you know, and I hate to even use the P word, politics. Like, oh, you're interested in politics. Everybody in the world, ultimately, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. in some form or another, is interested in politics. Yeah. Do you like to drive your car? Do you like to go to the, you know, down the street to buy something at a store? Everybody, everything is politics because right. it covers all the grounds, obviously. And we're preaching to the choir at this point, Ray. But um, no, I think I think you bring up a point. It seems like a lot of our callers are male. And uh, I don't know if that necessarily means that women are not interested in politics. I think maybe it just means that uh, more, more men are listening to these shows at this particular time. Yeah. But Either way, Ray, we obviously have our work cut out for us, and uh, although we don't, I guess Ben and I and Pyatt don't necessarily share the idea that we're completely doomed already, I think we're approaching it pretty fast. You're doomed. You're doomed. <laughs> we're you're completely doomed. doomed. <laughs> we're doomed Listen, anyway. The reason, Who cares? The reason why I called. <laughs> okay, get, yeah, get to the reason. Get to the, I'll get to the reason right now. Funny you should <laughs> mention that. Um, who is responsible for rebuilding Iraq? Let's say we were to get out of Iraq tomorrow. I mean, these Iraqis that are there, they're not going to say, oh, thank you, America. You know, you killed a million of us. Thank you for leaving us with depleted uranium. Who's responsible? I mean, if a person, if a person breaks something, who's, 
you're responsible for, well, if you break something, I should say, you're responsible for fixing it. So now mm-hmm. that we broke Iraq, who's responsible for fixing That's Iraq? Good. Well, here's my thought in, in regards to that. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're, if you're drunk, if you're drunk and you, and you go into an antique shop and you start knocking over things and you break things and you have to pay for them, that's fine. But if you continue to break things while you're drunk going into there, eventually the person's going to say, just get the hell out of my store. I don't want you breaking anything else. That's, that's what I think what we need to – the first step in what we need to do is get the hell out of there first so we stop breaking things. And then, um, in my opinion, is leave it up to the Iraqi government. Leave it, leave it up to the, uh, the force that ends up taking over. Give them the money that we have in there. Um, ultimately, we need to just have monetary support for it. We, we need to get out of there politically. We need to get out of there um, in, in terms of our, our, uh, our foreign troops and things like that. And we just need to start shoveling money into there, uh, unfortunately. I think it's the only right way to deal with it. Yeah, I, I, I would agree initially, Ben. I think you make the point. I mean, I, I, it's, it's the, and like we left off with the last break or two breaks ago. It's this talking point that I get from almost everybody, male, female, whatever, both. I get this talking point where it's, oh, well, I, I don't agree with the war, but I just don't think we can get out so soon because now we have to fix the problems that we created. And I know, I, I know where they're coming from, but like you said, Ben, you can't compare uh, this to just going into a store. It's different, and they don't want us there. Again, if they're in our country, I don't want you here. I don't want you here now. I don't want you here yesterday. And I sure sure as hell don't want you here tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Don't try to fix my problems. This has been going on longer than America has been around. Mm -hmm. Do you think we're – and even – that's also, Ray, that's also assuming that we went in there to spread actual democracy, which is a can of you-know-what if you would. Uh, that is completely not the reason why we're in Iraq. Not to say that troops are not doing good deeds there. Thank you. Troops, <laughs> I, I know for a fact there are troops doing some very good things. I'm not yeah. pissing away the troops here. I'm just saying that we're nation building. We're there to secure oil. We're there to secure drug fields in Afghanistan. And we're there to further America's empire or whatever empire that they're well, going well, well, to try. Well, let's Tony, listen. Back in 90 or 91, we went into Kuwait, didn't we? Right. Well, I, yes, didn't we did. go, I Personally, I didn't go to Kuwait. But what, right. our, what our government did. And one mm-hmm. of the things that we said was, well, we're going to make it a democracy. Is it more of a democracy now? I don't think so. No, of course not. I mean, look, who the hell, why do people assume that Iraqis want democracy as their form of government? Who, when, when, when did they ever do a study with people from Iraq saying, yes, I would rather have democracy than dictatorship? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we don't even have a democracy in America. Right, this is not right. a democracy. Yeah. This That's is a dictatorship. Right. It's a fascist dictatorship. We'll take officially. It in, taking it even further into the old school. Taking it further into the old school. We don't even want democracy here at home. We want a republic. Exactly. We want a representative right, republic. Right. We don't want mob rule here. Exactly. And we don't want mob rule over, overseas. Um, but in my opinion, is who the hell are we to spread this stuff? If we really want to spread democracy, quote unquote democracy, uh, we should do it by example. We shouldn't do it at the, at that barrel of a gun. I agree. I mean, it's just absolutely it's retarded to think that you can that you could spread democracy by shoving a gun in somebody's face and saying you're going to be a de- you're going to be a democrat exactly. right now it's just it's absolutely bananas that's like spreading a religion yeah. you know that's and that's obviously happened for many 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 years before today so uh, it's this mistake the mistakes that we keep making as humanity you know as, as people as humans mm-hmm. we keep repeating our own mistakes and, and over and over again and the thing that baffles me even more though is that this type of action has happened before and other, other dictatorships have formed and have done the same things that are happening in this country, and people still can't even understand. They can't get off their couches and drop the potato chips for five minutes and say, hey, you know, I read about something like this. You know, I remember this guy named Hitler 
mm-hmm. who did the same thing ultimately with yeah. the, with it with different means. So anyway, Ray, anything else on your mind before we go crazy and drink beer? No, not real. I just want to know what trioxy fuel is because it's only a dollar a box, and every time I hear it, I say, "Boy, I got to buy some of them," but I don't know what the heck it is. I couldn't tell you, Ray. I wish I knew. I wish I knew a lot more than I I do know. But as always, Ray, thank you so much for the call. It's always great to hear from you, and, and we always have lots of laughs. But, um, you know, it, Ben, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I wish I wish we had more solutions, and I know that hopefully as the show grows and grows and grows, we're going to get accused more and more of saying, hey, you know, you guys bitch and moan a lot, but there's no solutions, and well, hopefully. But, uh, you know, they could do that. They could bitch and moan about us uh, us doing that. But you know what? It, you can't even come up with – you can't even start to come up with solutions unless you realize that there's a problem to begin with. I agree. You know, so if you can't, if you can't even point out, out the problem, then you're not going to point out the solutions. In my opinion, I think the solutions are the easiest part of the whole part. I, of, I would of agree. The whole thing. You know what I mean? It's, if you understand that we go over – one of the reasons that we got attacked on 9-11 was because we had troops in, in Osama bin Laden's holy land. Um, you, you know, you start to understand the, the solution to that really soon. Uh, you know, you don't need to put foreign troops and in, in countries overseas to, to provide aid. You could provide monetary aid. You could provide aid uh, via food and things like that. You don't need to yeah. use soldiers to provide aid to foreign countries because once you use soldiers to provide aid for, for foreign countries, it seems like a provocateur act. It seems like uh, you're occupying their country in a way. Um, and, and you're and you're, <laughs> you're putting foreign troops on their soil. It's 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 a very... Uh, overt form of aggression and it works against people so once we realize that that's the problem then we can understand that uh, then we can take Ron Paul's solution you know non-interventionist foreign policy where you don't put foreign troops in countries and expect them not to be mad at you I couldn't agree more Ben you took the words and much more and you said it in a lot better ways than I could uh, have said Uh, you, you said it exactly right I mean look it's just time to figure out what who the enemy is before yeah. we can talk about political problems and and solutions and you know how to talk to your congressman what to write to your congresswoman your congressman like you said, we have to figure out who, what the real problems are. George, and yes, obviously there's there's <laughs> one there, and we have to also figure out, um, you know, where they're coming from, and you know how to get the best grasp on it. People still have no idea about 9/11. What's really the questions about 9/11? Mm-hmm. And and you know maybe that's why we haven't gotten any further than we have. Um, so there is you know humongous issues there, and I think we have to acknowledge before we can act. And like you said, that's the hardest part: agreeing on what the problem is first, mm-hmm. and then coming up with solutions. So. Ah, great, good stuff. Great, great a little segment here. And when we get back, we'll play that quick clip from Big News. And then we'll uh, get to Laura Lyon, have a little fun. And we also have your phone call. So stay tuned, folks. AnimalFarmShow.com. We shall return. I haven't felt tension like that since I got stuck in an elevator with Pat Buchanan and RuPaul. Farm here on the We the People Radio Network. Number to call in 512-646-1984. Website is animalfarmshow.com. If you'd like to drop us an instant message, it is Animal Farm Show. All one word. Back to the phone lines. We have Wyatt from Maryland. You are on the farm. I'm here. How do you do? Wyatt, are you there, sir? Yeah, I'm here. I had to just took it off. Um, uh, There's a, I just want to, in a recent copy of uh, uh, Newsweek magazine, 
which I don't subscribe to, but I just happened to see it on the, on the counter. And uh, at the back page, there was an advertisement for the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, FDIC. And uh, it says, celebrating 75 years. So that means that 1933, the FDIC came on board. Um, and that's the year that Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, with the emerging war powers, uh, made gold illegal to use in the United States. But on the top of the on the, on the top of the uh, uh, page, it's a whole page. So it's a, uh, an entire page. It says insuring deposits up to one hundred thousand dollars, and they have a picture of a one hundred thousand dollar gold certificate, uh, hmm. a, full, a full picture with Woodrow Wilson's picture on it. The trader, <laughs> another trader. Wow. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Wow. Yeah, and and it's dated nineteen thirty four, which means that. That was out of existence because in '33 they passed the uh, uh, the uh, the act to turn in your gold, and in '33 they they put in the FDIC, and in '34 that's what the, that's what the picture of this bill is that has the date on it, and it's, it's 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 very interesting. Let me read you what it says. It's very short, but listen to the prop listen to the propaganda. It says. Insuring deposits up to $100,000, and of course it's got the picture of a $100,000 gold certificate, and it says, without anyone losing a penny, and it's got a picture of a penny. So for 75 years, the FDIC has been protecting people's money. doesn't say deposits, it says money. But then in smaller print, it says, protecting and insuring people's bank deposits. finally said that. It's a simple idea that became the foundation of our modern banking system by creating stability and promoting public trust and confidence. And it works. <laughs> since, since the start of the FDIC insurance program, not a single depositor has lost a single penny and uh, of insured deposits from the bank, from a bank failure. Now, it's interesting because they show you they show you a gold certificate, then they tell you no one has lost a penny. No, they didn't lose a penny. They lost their gold. Right. <laughs> yes, they lost it's, their gold. It's completely backwards and retarded, Wyatt. Wow, what are you trying to make us all sick here at the end? <laughs> We're all retarded now. Oh boy, that's a good point. That's that's good. Actually, so, yeah, so the picture on the ad itself was illegal uh, because the, the tender was gold, and it was dated 1934 when gold should have been illegal, right? Right, correct, correct. Incredible. And uh, now, if, if you want to get a copy of this Newsweek, it's got the. Uh, it's just about a week old because I was, had a story about Tim Russert, and on the front it has a big picture of uh, Churchill, and that's what's on the the front of the, the front of the uh, Newsweek magazine, and you'll see yeah, that you ad. Why? If you would, if, um, you know, save that. And if you could, if you have a scanner or anything like that, try to scan it and uh, post it uh, or send it to us, and we'll post it. Because um, I'd be very, very curious to see that. That sounds like extra dirty scumbaggery going Please. on. There. <laughs> oh, it, it, it certainly is. But the thing, you know, it just amazed me because it says no one has lost a penny, but then it has a picture of all the gold we lost. <laughs> no, it's, it's incredible, man! Wow, it's amazing. What else? Is, yeah, is, is there anything you else else you have on your uh, on your mind? What? Yeah, uh, I heard a news story, uh, just a brief headline, 
from our local radio station when they go at the top of the hour and they just give you some local and a few uh, and a few national news tidbits. Now, uh, the, the guy said something very interesting the other day. He said, uh, he said, the Defense Department, the Defense Department's uh, DARPA agency is developing a, and he, now I know this guy, I know this guy personally, and he doesn't even understand what the story is about. But anyway, he said, the, the Defense Department, the agency DARPA, is trying to develop a, a, a powerful set of binoculars that will be able to read brain waves. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm serious. This is, what he, this is what he said. And I said, okay, that's interesting. And of course, that was the end of the story. That's interesting. Now, if, 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 they, if they can develop, oh, they already probably have them, uh, binoculars that can read your brain waves, that has, to, that has to mean there has to be another element out there transmitting waves to the people, to, to crowds or to whatever, to be able to read those brain waves. Isn't that correct? Would you agree yeah, with that? That's correct. And the only the only thing I've ever heard about this, I've heard a couple of reports, if it's you know mm-hmm. even worth me mentioning here, Wyatt and, and everybody else listening, but I, I know that the, the te- uh, technology is definitely there as far as they can interpret certain brain waves to mean that someone's mad or yeah. someone's, but who knows how far advanced. I don't know if they'll ever get to the point where they say, oh, wow, you're thinking of Jenna Jameson right now. Really? How did you know that? Yeah. Um, I, but I know that they can certainly, you know, get information from brainwaves. I mean, look, it's been around for a sure. while. Well, what will happen sure. eventually is they'll is they'll take these these readings of these brain waves, uh, these brain waves, uh, meaning you're mad, you're sad, you're upset, and they'll start. They'll hook them up to a, a risk management system where they can take them, monitor them, and if you're above a certain point in your anger level, then the nice police come to your door and just make sure that everything's okay. Yeah. Once again, why we got to move on? Why? Thank you for the call as always it's great and complete control it's just the flick of a switch yeah well hey, before we move on Wyatt if you wouldn't mind just shoot us an email or go on the forums and post any information about that uh, 1934 that news yeah that'd, that'd be great because I'd mm-hmm. love to put that on the homepage and, and kind of open up I love when people do their own investigative work that's just yeah brilliance in and of itself so I'm so excited yeah <laughs> 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 another phone call Richard from Texas you're on the animal farm what's on your mind buddy hey guys um, just a quick point on Wyatt's comment about the uh, gold and, and that certificate versus the confiscation. You might want to be sure to check. And, and, and obviously, physical gold was confiscated. Whether they eliminated gold certificates at the, exactly that point in time, I'm not exactly sure. But that might be something to have a look at. But okay. uh, in any case, back on the point of getting out of Iraq and, and what should be done to you know assist with reconstruction and that kind of stuff. I just I think the point that needs to be really understood is that we don't have a government that's interested in helping anybody except for maintaining power control uh, among the elites and, and, and money associated with that. That's clearly obvious with uh, Katrina, with what's going on now with the flooding on the Mississippi River and all the rest of it. So for us to expect that uh, our government would do anything good to help reconstruct Iraq in a way that would be good for those people up there over there is just a, a joke in my opinion richard i couldn't yeah i could not agree with you more i mean it it just boggles my mind and like like always like i always say it makes me want to get violent with myself and things around me when i see these horrible disasters yeah thank you by the whether they whether they're uh you know at home here like katrina or whether they're abroad like the like the earthquakes and and all the floods and all uh, other problems that we're having you see all these tremendous disasters which first of all the media loves the media loves when there's disasters when there's hurricanes and floods and mass earthquakes all this stuff and i see all these issues 
issues, and I, I say, wow, what could a half a trillion dollars do right now? Yeah. Well, you could rebuild all the houses. You could help with relief. You can send food. You could send Berkey water filters. Yeah. We're not making any money off Berkey, by the way, but hey, it could filter you know pond water and then all kinds of other stuff and waste. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, Richard, I couldn't agree with you more. This gov- if this government had any care at all about anything, even if their own citizens, which they don't even care about, then yes, you'd see real relief. You wouldn't see them cutting communications lines and sending back buses full of water and help and aid to people because they just honestly, and I don't know how to get this past people's heads or their belief systems, but this government doesn't give a crap about you as a human being. They don't care about your beliefs, except for the fact that they want to control the beliefs that you have. They don't give a damn. And George Carlin says it a lot better with a lot better expletives, which I won't use right now, uh, Richard. But it's it's just I, I thank you. I cannot figure out why people can't figure it out. We all, most people would admit that cor- uh, corruption is rampant in politics, and yeah. politicians are corrupt bastards. Mm-hmm. But they just won't cross the line between corruption. And homicidal craziness, what some yeah. of these people have. Well, it does go into what we were talking about before, where you know uh, we're giving a lot of solutions to the problems out there, but we're also forgetting that we're not that that our government has been taken over by a bunch of criminals. There's literally been a, a coup d'état on a corporate scale where oh, our it. treasury is getting looted a hundred percent. So yeah, that is absolutely you're right, Richard. We need to focus on that first and foremost. The fact that we have a rogue government and a legal government. And, uh, your your analogy using the uh, the drunk in the store was just so apt that I wanted to commend you on using that to uh, to draw attention to the situation. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. And one other thing I wanted to mention: Are you guys familiar with the uh, concept of the term of uh, disaster capitalism? That uh, I started here uh, getting kicked around uh, maybe a year ago or something, and it's basically the opportunities for contractors and, and big money machines to go in, uh, whether they're sunrise or earthquakes or floods or whatever, and you know manipulate the scams with regard to the reconstruction. And uh, that's another thing that's going to be going on, that has been going on, and it seems to be increasingly happening among industry and, and contractors, uh, is, is the manipulation of these disasters. And, uh, you know, maybe we could get Bush and Clinton appointed like they appointed them for the Tsumni, and I'm sure that would take care of the situation in Iraq if they just put those two old guys back in charge of that, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, you're, that's you're, a fact. You're absolutely that's right. A um, a destruction capitalism, is that what you call it, Richard? Uh, disaster capitalism. Disaster. Yeah, you're totally right because that's that's one of the things. You know, I would, was watching a documentary in Iraq, and uh, a lot of the, the the private organizations that are making billions over there were literally destroying uh, tankers, full size tankers, and and doing things causing disasters so that they could get more money in terms of uh, in terms of the their yeah their it's profitable contracts. It's, 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 it's inhumane, but it's profitable. Deliberately destroys when they have like flat tires on vehicles, they burn them up. And, they burn you know, the they, entire they, vehicle up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they, they then they have to import another vehicle, which is good for whoever manufactured that, and they're on a cost-plus basis, and they got a new vehicle. Yeah, it is, it is absolutely disgusting. It's, it's disgusting yeah, it, what we have here. Yeah, and, I think, and the, one of the biggest problems, I think, Richard, is that people just don't know people cause, because they're not being told about how Halliburton is not filtering the water and troops are getting sick and dying uh-huh. because they're not being told uh, on a daily basis what's really going on, how you know Marines or Green Berets are getting electrocuted in their own showers or how they're not, be, you know, not being given the correct bulletproof vests or, or tanks or whatever the case may be, how we're not even helping our own troops fight the war. Yeah. Well, they're not even being told there, this, and then they and they. So much of this, why aren't they revolting in the face of all this abuse? I don't understand that. 
Well, Richard, I mean, I'm sure we could have Jeffrey Humphrey on here and or any veteran or anybody who's ever served. And I, I mean, I would guess and I, again, I've never served, so I don't know what I'm talking about here. But I would guess that, look, you you took an oath not only to serve and protect the Constitution, but you also have to follow orders. And once the chain of command command breaks, then I'm sure all hell breaks loose in chaos. And I'm sure that would have something to do with it, I think. Um, but, yeah, I would agree, too, that, Maybe you not. know, at, at the same time, you know, I, it baffles me. And I know I'm glad that Mark Dice is sending over the information to people and this whole thing but yeah it baffles me that they're not standing up and trying to take over and say look f this this is ridiculous yeah but for what it's worth i i for the many reports that we have been told i mean i think a lot of them are just trying to stay alive mm-hmm. because this war there's no end in sight for this war so uh our hearts go out to the you know our troops obviously we talk about them all the time and you know you know I, it baffles me not only that they're not getting the aid during the war in the war at the war on the location but when these poor troops come home when the veterans come home whether they're disabled or not yeah. They're not even given the education that they were promised or the financial support, and it makes me want to go nuts. Yeah. And if I didn't have this radio show, well, listen, who knows where I'd be right now? One of, the, one of my political awakenings, uh, uh, one of the biggest political awakenings I in my life was understanding that our government isn't working for us. It's actually working against us exactly. in whatever way that it possibly can. Um, a lot of people say, well, that's not true. If they were working against us, they would do a lot of things a lot worse. But the, the, the thing is... is <laughs> a lot it, worse? How can worse, worse can it be? The thing is, they're doing things uh, that they have the political capita for. You know, they, they it, there's a certain amount of political credits out there that they have the ability to do things um, right. to, to people and get away with it. You know, Katrina really cost them a lot of political capital because people really understood what our federal government was all about once we saw Katrina and the ramifications of the ignorance and the stupidity and the absolute corruption out there. Uh, people started going nuts and realizing that our government yes. is a complete fraud and not only a complete fraud, but criminal and working against us. You know and what? that is yeah. one of the main things that we have to uh, realize and remember and something that Richard brought up was the fact that we have a, a rogue government coup d'etat a government that took over what our government actually was yeah but even still ben and i would agree with the initial statement that yes katrina exposed not only the you know the uh falter faulty whatever you want to call it the the faulty actions of fema not only did it expose how bad fema was as an organization so uh-huh. <laughs> lack of words here yeah but on top of it yes it exposed the the shortcomings of the government but at the same time ben when it was all said and done and when the dust was swept away as far as the media was concerned it just came down to you're a liberal if you think that katrina was a government failure and you're a conservative republican if you think that blah 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 well, that blah, was blah, her blah, damage blah. control it's the same polarization and, and to this day i look at people say don't you know what happened during hurricane katrina mm-hmm. all this talk about islamic jihadists that are going to come and fly over here and bomb everything and you're yeah. afraid of those friggin' people but you don't even you don't even recognize what's going on that during a tra- tra- traumatic disaster the worst hurricane in history yeah they couldn't even help people they couldn't give them water filters yeah. and you know, and it goes on and Turned on down. Turned down foreign aid from countries out there they like cut, France that said they would drop. They said that France said that they would drop water filters to people in Katrina, and they and we turned, turned them down. down. They turned down the, uh, the, our own buses full of water. They cut communications lines. They shot. They were found. They were found shooting dogs. Yeah. They were found, you know, doing things to women. All of these mo- horrible, horrible things, and it's you know it's one thing. It's one thing to be negligent. It's one thing to just not give aid. It's a whole different thing to sit there and kill people yeah. and arrest them and grab guns. What the f is going on? So and, and again, it's it's all. They com- want to kill us. 
us. It all comes down to media because two days ago, the front page of the New York Post had something to do with the Mets manager, with the New York Mets manager. There's, there's like three wars going on. We have a financial yeah. crisis. <laughs> or, you know, gas is 480, 480 a gallon everywhere. And they're talking about the New York Mets general manager. <laughs> it's it's mind-boggling. Folks, when we get back, Laura Lai with Charles Ratner, and we have plenty of people staying on the phone. Stay with us. We will take your calls. AnimalFarmShow.com. Welcome back to the Animal Farm Radio Show. So glad everybody's calling in and, and giving us some great insight tonight, Ben. It's just, it, it really makes the time fly, and it's really fun to get everybody else's opinions involved here. We're going to do Laura Live. First, I want to get our legal correspondent on the line here. They're getting it's, high. <laughs> Charles Ratner, are you with us? I am. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, sir. Good to hear from you, as always. Folks, it's that special, memorable time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play. That's right, folks. Laura Lie. One million dollars to give away tonight, <laughs> in which we will be in debt forever. And like always, Charles Ratner, our legal correspondent, joins us now, and he's going to spit out four laws. One of these laws is actually false. Either he makes it up or he... Yes. I don't know what he does. I'm not, I don't know what he... You know, I'm not going to even go into that. But either way, one of these laws is not true. Which one is it? He's going to read them out. I will repeat them. We bet on it during the show. Um, so far, out of 14 episodes, Ben is 5 for 14. I am 3 for 14. I was going to say Tony, but that's kind of me. And Pyatt... Yeah, thank you. Pyatt is 2 for 14. Six more episodes until the first official Animal Farm season of... Lorelai is over, and so then we will have 2.0. We'll have 2.0, but it's you know it's getting out of the wire. I, I'm going to make a, a little statement here that I think I have to get a soul point, or a Pyeth and I both have to get points tonight. Because otherwise, it's it's getting grim for us mathematically. But anyway, Charles, I'm going to turn it over to you. You're going to tell us the laws, and then we're going to play Lorelai. So go ahead. You you have the floor. Okay. Tonight we're talking about Wyoming laws. So Wyoming. Uh, law number one in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Physically handicapped people do not need to clean up after their dog. Law number two. In uh, Green River, Wyoming, all persons have a duty to aid police officers in the execution of their duties, even with respect to other people, when, uh, when they're asked or ordered to do so. Law number three. In Casper, Wyoming, it's legal to keep, at most, one inoperable vehicle on your property. And law number four, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, massage therapists need to be licensed, and to obtain that license, you need they need to be fingerprinted. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, folks, if this is your first law or lie, congratulations. And I will say that Charles is really good at sneaking stuff into law. Sometimes he'll come up with a real law and then just slightly change it, like the Honolulu one, you rat. Yes. Um, <laughs> Got to keep you on your toes, Tony. That's right. No, listen, you do a wonderful job. I, folks, like always, I'm going to repeat the four laws, and I'll try to, you know, speak them slowly. This way, you at home, the folks listening, can follow along. Law number one, and once again, folks, which law is bunk? Which law is false? That's what you have to do. 
and then of course you'll win the million dollars. So law number one in Cheyenne, Wyoming, physically handicapped persons do not need to clean up after their dogs. Number two, in Green River, Wyoming, all person oh I should say all persons have a duty to aid police officers when asked. And law number three, in Casper, Wyoming, it is legal to keep an inoperable vehicle on your property. Number four, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, all massage therapists must be licensed and therefore they must be fingerprinted in order to obtain a license. Oh my goodness. This is tough. This is, uh, this is real tough. Um, I know, we're, we're deciding here, folks, so just bear with us. Hmm. This one's taking longer than normal. This for is me. definitely going to take because this is a pivotal episode here of Laura Lie. It is. It is. We, like what we do here, folks, is we we raise our answers at once, this way nobody can cheat and and choose something different. Oh my goodness. Okay, what should I you do guys here? We're having a killer time. We're having a killer time here. <laughs> this is a pivotal episode, folks. Stay with us here. Okay, I'm, I I have my answer. I've got my answer. Right, I'm going to just go for it. I'm whatever. Pretty sure about it. Um, I'm pretty sure this is it. This is tough. I'm not. I'm not quite ready yet. Okay, Pius, do you have your answer? Hold okay, on. Pius, I'm, I'm almost answer. there. I'm almost there. Come on, Tony. Damn it. I'm sweating. I'm too nervous. They're waiting. Oh, goodness. Stop being a lamb. I'll go with my initial <laughs> reaction. Okay, folks. All at once, lift them up. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Well, this could be it. I've Pi- got number four. Pyeth and I have two. Pyeth and I think that uh, in Green River, all persons have a duty to aid police officers when asked. That's bunk. But Ben is going to go with four, and I was going to go with four. I couldn't decide. It was between two and four. This could be the difference in the entire episode slash season. The drum roll. Charles Ratner will give us the answer. Then I'm going to throw a sharp object across the room. <laughs> I hope your aim's off. Uh, no, if, you've, if you're in Casper, Wyoming, and I have a car on center blocks and you're front one up, you're breaking the law. Damn it. It's, oh. it's the one you never think that's bunk. Wow. All right, so, folks, once again in uh, son of a bitch. Duh. Law number three is the bunk law. In Casper, Wyoming, this is what Charles Ratner told us. He told us that it is legal to keep an inoperable vehicle on your property. However, that is not true. It is illegal to keep an in- inoperable vehicle on your property. Charles, it's retarded. Tell what if us, you're fixing it? Tell us how Big Brother and Nanny State could get away with such a ridiculous law. And do you know why this law was passed and uh, its its purpose? Uh, it's a city. It's a city ordinance in Casper. I guess they have a problem with uh, inoperable cars on people's lawns. Oh my God! I, I want to. I want to. Oh man! I want to hurt it was somebody the per, you know, very it was badly the per, right now. It started I, you know, out in the Jeff Foxworthy joke, but I guess it's a problem there. <laughs> this is a good Jeff Foxworthy joke. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I can't even. I can't even say that. Oh, I was rushed, and therefore I screwed up. I was never going to pick that one. That was off the table yeah, for me. Me off, too. Me right too. the beginning. But once again, like I said, folks, Charles Ratner has a great way of hiding and disguising the truth. Or the non-truth in many cases, I guess, in this show. Charles, uh, so once again, folks, in Casper, Wyoming now, we have learned that it is, it is illegal to keep an inoperable, inoperable vehicle on your property. However, 
Let's go through them one more time. In Cheyenne, Wyoming, physically handicapped persons do not need to clean up after their dog. That, that makes true. sense. Yes. In Green River, Green River, Wyoming, all persons have a duty to aid police officers when asked. I like that law to some degree. Uh, law number four, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, all massage therapists must be licensed and fingerprinted. And I understood that, too. Um, oh, I thought I thought it was number two. But, Charles, you've done a great job. Like always, I don't think you've ever done a bad job. So congratulations. You, you've tricked us again, all of us. And I say Charles is winning this season. I don't think we're winning. He's kicking our asses. You're a joke, Charles. Charles. Lorelai, the million dollars not won by anybody, so we don't have to pay. <laughs> I love it. Charles, thank you so much. Any last-minute thoughts before we let you go? No, good show tonight, guys. Uh, keep those callers uh, coming in. Thank you. We will do that, Charles. Once again, great job. Thank you. And it is, you know, it's it's always our pleasure. Ben, he got us. He's been getting, I think, the past three episodes, he has fooled us. He's a bad We haven't, we haven't, fuck. we haven't gotten We have up. to do something to him. We have to get him. Oh, my God. We got to I mean, get him somehow. No, but it just comes down to, like, you know, just knowing his game. But, folks, <laughs> it's great to hear from you. When we get back, more of your phone calls when we return. To the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. We are here today to effect a change. We are here today to fuel the deconstruction of the official myth. We are here today because fear is never a good enough reason to do nothing. We are here today to begin draining this cesspool of lies and distortion we refuse to drown in any longer. We are here today to ask those still sleeping to wake up. Okay, so we talked about getting Charles Ratner in some way. We can't. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. We're <laughs> gonna have to uh, put a whoopee cushion on his seat or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe something down the line. But quick news article. Then we're gonna go to the break. Then we're gonna come back and we're gonna take some phone calls. Obama, Barack Obama, is dropping his silly presidential seal. I don't know if anybody saw that. He put out He's this. A <laughs> it's a cute this, little a cartoon one. Right? He put out this presidential seal that it was supposedly like yeah, I don't know maybe his new logo or something like that. And uh, it, it looked exactly like a presidential seal, but it had some some uh, Latin words on there. Very posamas, a uh, loose Latin translation of Democrats' campaign slogan. Yes, we can. So people people saw how ridiculous it was, and, and he's dropping it now. So it's it's good news, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. I the more I watch this guy on TV, the less I can take him seriously. I just I, I find that he's getting less smooth his approach, what he's talking about, especially when he's not on. A teleprompter, but folks, indeed, your, your phone calls. When we get back, animalfarmshow.com. Stay tuned. We shall return. Obama is a Mac Dad. Ah, here at the Animal Farm. We love taking phone calls. We love hearing from you. Number to call in 512-646-1984. And we are going back to the phone lines as requested. Jeffrey from Kentucky, you are on the air, dude. You are the man. <laughs> ring? Jeffrey. Hey, you guys rang? What's yes, it? we did. Yes. Hey, uh, with that one guy's question about how come he's not seen a revolt in the military is because the news ain't broadcasting it. So, Jeffrey, basically, what percentage would you say of all the troops that you've, I guess, encountered, or maybe just all the troops that are serving over overseas now, how, what percentage do you think uh, at least feels that this, you know, they've been completely duped and that this war has nothing to do with the original intent? 
Well, if you want to really get to look at those numbers, all you got to do is start looking at the war resistors and the people getting out with um, early retirement. Like I said before, my uh, division commander, Major General John Baptiste, took early retirement because he thought the war was a bunch of bullcrap. And I have, since doing this protest two years ago on main campus, I've linked up with a woman named Anita Dennis, and she's been helping out the uh, war resistors, the guys that have come back on R&R or go AWOL, and they went into Canada, and now they're starving to death up in Canada because nobody, the Canada's basically turned their back on them, and their country's turned their back on them, and now this revolt you're seeing in the military is basically a uh, Gandhi type of revolt. Yeah, Peter didn't die to play that Canada clip, uh, Jeffrey. Just so you know, uh, I guess the other real question uh, that that was asked, Thank by, you. I think, by Wyatt is, you know, why aren't people in the military, you know, cha- trying to change? And I'm not even in, in saying that this is my question because I don't even know the answer, and I wouldn't even ask it. But how come people in the military, Jeffrey, are not trying to overturn this idea? Why aren't they trying to make changes? Or, you know, I'm not saying coup d'etat, like you know, overthrow their, their generals or anything like that, but why aren't they trying to make a change and say, this is ridiculous, we have to stop this? Well, I think they are. The problem is that the people that are doing it are being pushed out of the military, like that naval commander that just got kicked out because he wouldn't go along with the Iranian war plan. Right. The, the people that can't affect change, not alone private on the ground, ain't going to affect change. And if he decides to just, uh, disobey orders, it's either AWOL or court-martial is his choice. Yeah, but, uh, I think I think another thing too is is a lot of them maybe really don't even get the bigger picture. They see screwed up things there. They understand that bad things are happening, but they don't really necessarily get the picture. I actually talked to somebody um, who was in the army who uh, went to Afghanistan. And he talked about how they started piling up dead bodies and blowing them up with grenades, and he couldn't possibly understand why they were doing that. Uh, he didn't understand that they were trying to hide body counts and how many civilians were getting killed by blowing up all the dead bodies. He right. just he just kind of was just like, I don't I don't get why they did that. It was really messed up and screwed up and it messed me up uh, for the rest of my life. But I just don't understand why they did that. You know, I want a lot of complaint. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think the thing you got to look at is when you start seeing these uh, generals and these uh, commanders either being pushed out or uh, resigning early due to retirement or taking early retirement, you're starting to see that uh, revolt that guy was talking about hitting the mainstream. It's starting to get to the point to where we got profusive bleeding of high-ranking NCOs and officers leaving the military because they know it's a bunch of crap. And when 9-11 hit, we had a fascist shift in the military. And the guys who are honorable and want to either affect change or try to affect change are being pushed out due to these commanders. Well, Jeffrey, here's a question. I mean, what incentive are they giving the generals and the people at the top level? Uh, you know, what kind of incentives are they giving these people to stay and do their duty other than the obvious? I mean, you have a duty to, to do what you're supposed to do, of course. But, you know, the generals who are not, you know, backing down, the generals who are, are you know, staying in the fight, I should say, you know, what are they giving them extra incentive? I mean, what's what's the story? Because it just seems like anybody who swore to uphold the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and protect America from any enemy, foreign and domestic, would you know would have just would all leave at the same time because this is completely not what they've sworn to serve. This is against what they swore to serve. Well, money talks and crap walks, man, and that's what the that's what the problem is. Is uh, you got all these trillions of dollars just disappearing going to Iraq, and you got to figure out where's that going to. It's not going into the Iraqi government. It's not most some of it's not even going into the contractor service. And what they're yeah. doing is they're buying off these commanders. 
Yeah, well, we're yeah. just being told, you know, the official number is is over half a trillion spent on the war. And we know that figure's got to be low. It's probably way over that, not to mention the trillions missing from the Pentagon mm-hmm. and all the money that's that we reported on, or, you know, so many people reported on uh, last week on Thursday about money just missing. The yeah. money's supposed to be that's supposed to be going to the war in Iraq. Just that eh, just gets misses. Yeah. You know, I guess the money gets lost in the mail. They send cash. It just, you know, goes missing. <laughs> and of course, yeah, nobody's behind it. Nobody's ever nobody's ever profiting from these things. And uh, and Jeffrey, wow. uh, as this is all going on, we have more and more stories about uh, troops and about veterans coming home and they're sickly and they're not getting the help. And on top of it, people just don't seem to know. People don't seem to care. Of course, I'm talking about the American population in general. I don't like to generalize, but it's it's impossible not to when you have the show. People just sit at home and they scratch themselves and they drink their beers and they enjoy their TV, Jeffrey. And as long as their little bubble doesn't have a hole in it, or as long as their bubble's not leaking anything, they don't give a rat's ass. And it's got to affect you way more than it could ever affect me, Jeffrey. Well, the thing of it is, is we had this thing in tomorrow where I was at called the casino. And the reason they call it a casino is the civil affairs guys ran it. And basically what we would do is we'd pull up to the uh, casino and they would hand out money to us to go throw on the economy, buy pop, buy um, candy, you know, just hand out to schools. Well, they just, they had no recorder, record of it. They just hand it out to us. And you can imagine some of the unruly types or some of the non-professional types higher in command. All they do is just put it in their pocket and walk off. That's unbelievable. You know, even even in the in the military itself, it seems like there's so much diversion. Well, Jeffrey, I mean, you know, at this point, I mean, I, I was going to cover this um, story out of the Boston Globe where now witnesses link chemical uh, illnesses to U.S. soldiers. I'll talk about it after we get off the phone with you. I don't want to interrupt or whatever. But I mean, anything else? Anything else you have to add? Because I mean, it, it's just bad news after bad news, Jeffrey. We never get a chance to breathe. We never get a chance to really talk about good news uh, when it comes to this war because it is such a sham. Well, I think the little motto that we have in this country is support our troops. You might want to watch which support your troop, what troops you support because it might come back to bite you on the butt. And that's a good point, Jeffrey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we always talk about these cute little yellow magnets on the back of everybody you get UV. And, you know, support the troops, support the troops. And, of course, you know, the money that they paid to get the damn magnet goes to China. And what are the, you know, what support have these people even, you don't have to necessarily financially support troops or, you know, open up a, a house to, to help them live. It's just the idea, like we always talk about acknowledgement. And like always, Jeffrey, we always appreciate your input. I mean, it means so much to, yeah, a little applause there, Pythe. Uh It means so much to hear from people who have been in the fight and are struggling now. Yep. Uh, and, and thankfully, in, Je- in Jeffrey's case, he's not necessarily struggling. But, yeah, he's coping with all the issues and he's a stronger man than I am, uh, and I want to talk about this now. With the, now, this this report uh, telling us that U.S. soldiers assigned to guard a crucial parts of Iraqi's oil infrastructure have now become ill after exposure to a highly toxic chemical at the plant. Witnesses testified at a Democratic po- policy committee hearing yesterday in Capitol Hill. "Quote: These soldiers were bleeding from the nose, spitting blood," said Danny Langford, an equipment technician from Texas, uh, brought to work at the. Cormont Alley water treatment plant in oh 2003. Yeah, uh, they were sick. He said hundreds of American soldiers at the site were contaminated, which is what he also. It's another quote from him while guarding the plant. Uh, this is again this guy Langford, including members of the Indiana National Guard. And by the way, Langford is one of nine Americans who accused the KBR, the lead contractor on the. I guess it's pronounced Cormont or Armont Alley project, and one of the largest defense contractors in Iraq, of knowingly exposing them to sodium dichromate, an orange sand-like chemical that is potentially lethal carcinogen, 
Specialists say that even short-term exposure, exposure to the chemical can cause cancer, depress an individual's immune system, attack the liver, and cause other ailments. And every time, why is it that every time we talk about something that is negatively affecting the health condition of a troop of, of, of our troops yeah. in Iraq or Afghanistan, how come every time we talk about it, even if it's the the instances in the barracks with the, the electrocutions and the the water not being purified, uh-huh. how come every single time it's always obviously deliberate it's not just like oh there was an accident we accidentally spread depleted uranium we accidentally spread uh sodium dichromate we accidentally did not ground the electricity of the shower Uh faucet every time (laughs) it's it just it begs that it's deliberate that it was intentionally done Mm -hmm. and i you know i hate to be the constant conspiracy nut but let's face it folks we are in this society now or conspiracies happen all the time, but never mind that. It's just the idea. This cannot be happening by mistake. Yeah. People are not this stupid. These are contractors. And um, it just kills me. I, I just can't believe, you know. Canada! Yeah. Well, thank God for Pyeth. Like I always say, I, oh, I'm throwing that article away. Thank and, you. you know, I, well, you know, here out of CNN.com, um, uh, about eerily, eerily weird. Afghanistan foreign troops death in June exceeded those in Iraq. So just a little bit, a little food for thought there. <laughs> Apparently, things in Afghanistan are getting worse. Uh, things in Iraq are staying the same. So. Yeah, it is. It is, Ben. It's not game. Plenty more. We have so many more articles and stories when we get back, folks. Animalfarmshow.com. Go and be one with the farm. We shall return, and we'll take more of your phone calls. This is awful. Welcome back, folks. It's been a great show. Our final segment, and I guess, Ben, we'll have to name it the power segment, because like so many great shows, we just... The power segment. Yeah. we, we got to do like an interstitial. We do. The power segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, we have so much great phone calls, and we go up on... Uh, you know, nice. Go, go, Thank go. you, Pyatt. The power segment, where we power through news at a very fast rate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, folks, we are on medication. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's the only way, like I always say, but it's the only way I can keep saying while reading these articles and these stories and these little things uh you know we, we got off the veteran subject and like i said we're gonna try to power through this but now human cost of war this is a great little uh thing out of uh, for anthony philip u.s soldier becomes oh my god i won't pronounce that word but anyway there's a quote here it's talking about depleted uranium we're talking about so many issues with our veterans and our yeah. troops uh quote i was feeling sick really weak and i had blood in my urine i didn't know what was going on and i went to the doctor in walter reed army hospital and they were telling me it was combat fatigue you're just tired you just need to relax and you'll be fine blood in the urine, Play that one again. And I said, no, it's more than that. You know, I had rashes on my back, a lot of rashes on my back. It was, I was so weak, I couldn't stand up straight. This is Anthony. But it's Phillip. just stress. It's yeah, just stress. Yeah, you just, yeah, you just need some sleep. You know, lemonade and, and oatmeal. Last spring, my partner wife, Suko, and I were asked to accompany a reporter from major news organization in Japan, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm trying to get to the point here. Um, this is a story here, once again, called The Human Cost of War, Anthony Phillip. And there's several series here, but this one's about depleted uranium, where this particular troop, um, 
you know, was, was obviously sick from the depleted uranium over there. I mean, uh-huh. I don't know if people, there's people who don't even acknowledge this. I still say, and maybe I'm going to do it because I keep talking up the game and I'm not performing here, Ben, but I'm going to call the Hannity's of the world, the O'Reilly's of the world, of Limbaugh's, these fat messes, and I'm <laughs> going to bring up these points because these are not disputable. These are documented facts that we are using these, yeah. uh, and it's, you know, it's both sides. Our, chemical our weapons. Chemical weapons, thank you, biological weapons, but in this case, chemical weapons, and our troops and the Iraqis are all being negatively affected and for many billions of years now, it's never yep. going to go away. How many others have you done this to? Yeah, so... you the right to hand out life and death. Yeah, <laughs> so this guy, he continued going on. I didn't know what was going on. I got in touch with one of my soldiers, Sergeant Ramos, and he's the one that was having the same similar problems uh, I was having with the headaches. The headaches were bad. I don't believe my headaches. He kept going on, and I said, something doesn't seem right, and then he made a couple of phone calls, and then that's how we ended up getting tested for depleted uranium, and it came back positive the symptoms we were having are because of depleted uranium so now they have you know they can obviously they can test it ben and i i don't know how bad these soldiers were i I don't really have time to go on with the entire article but yeah i mean this is obviously not just one case there's many many cases and and jeffrey from kentucky who was on before confirmed it so Mm -hmm. i don't know folks it's our our army is sadistic yeah i mean the military is sadistic with 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 what they're doing and not only it's one thing if they're doing it to the iraqi people that's terrible Mm -hmm. but our own troops are being exposed from to these chemicals it's horrible it's horrible it's disgusting uh the movie beyond treason go check that out that covers it in great detail um from cnn.com very graphic um, farid zakaria is a preeminent foreign affairs analyst and hosts uh, Fareed Zakaria GPS on CNN. This is a host of CNN, and he's saying that the Arab world sees the U.S. as hypocritical. Uh, the U.S. appears hypocritical to much of the Arab world. The U.S. has, has been trumpeting the importance of democracy to Arab countries in the world and has insisted on elections in Gaza. When Hamas, a faction they did not support, won, many Arabs felt the U.S. did not accept the victory and has attempted to strangle what they see as a Bergian, Berg, uh, brewing democracy. So a CNN analyst actually coming out and saying that uh, the United States is being seen as, hypocr- as hypocritical because we won't what? meet with Hamas. Um, which is pretty ridiculous. Another great uh, article here out of Al Jazeera. Israel is committing memory side. um, And this, uh, as part of Al Jazeera's coverage of the anniversary of the creation of Israel and Palestinian Nakba, Israeli historian Ian uh, Pape reflects upon the events of 1948 and how they led to 60 years of division between the Israelis and the Palestinians. And this uh, whole article here, it's not too, too long. I wish I had more time to read it, but uh, I don't. Um, so you could look it up yourself. It's called Israeli committing memory side. And it really just goes into uh, some of the crimes that were committed against the Palestinian people from the Israeli side. I mean, you know, you turn on the news, we hear a lot about how uh, the Palestinians are evil and they're they're doing all this bad stuff to Israel. Well, here's another side of the arg- argument. So, yeah, Man, right there. Capable of nothing but destruction. Yeah, now there's a FISA overhaul now set to clear the Senate. This is just more bad news for people who, I don't know, like their freedom and their privacy. Despite a deep divide among Democrats, the Senate is expected to clear legislation this week overhauling electronic surveillance rules that would grant President Bush much of what he has sought in a lengthy struggle with Congress. With no senators threatening to hold up the bill, H.R. 6304, one of the last hopes for opponents faded June 20th when Democratic presidential candidate Senator Barack Obama of oh, Illinois yeah, announced he would vote for the legislation. Some civil – thank you. I was just waiting for it. <laughs> Some civil liberties groups that opposed the measure had called on Obama to use his position in the party to derail it. Folks, I'll, I'll pause there. Do not expect Barack Obama to do anything 
at all whatsoever uh, in, in regards of protecting Americans' civil liberties. That it's not going to happen. He's not going to you know, repeal the Patriot Act. That's just not going not gonna to fly. Yep. That's not what Barack Obama's going to do. He's never said he's going to do it. And if he, if he did say it, he's full of it. It's not going to happen. The bill to rewrite the 19... 19- he does. He does. Uh, he does pimp both. Uh, the <laughs> bill to rewrite the 1978 Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or FISA, PL 95-511, would almost certainly lead to the dismissal of lawsuits against the telecommunications companies accused of aiding the Bush administration's warrantless surveillance program. In the House, the measure passed with the support of 105 Democrats and 188 Republicans. So once again, Ben. We're not saying we're not saying all Democrats are bad. We're not saying all Republicans are bad. We're not saying either of them are good. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. We're talking about conflict of interests and Democrats are no less guilty than Republicans Absolutely. when it comes to this type of stuff. So I'm sick of hearing about how great the Democrats are. It's not sick of it. It's not about Pepsi or Coke. It's about the right and the wrong and America's you know, well-being in the future. So absolutely, he doesn't stand for baloney. No, he does not. Uh, towns question fluoride use. Grand Rapids, Michigan. The Great American Assault on Tooth Decay began began here 63 years ago, running Grand Rapids, a special place in the annals of dental history, the first city in the world to fluoridate its public water system, and now they're questioning it. So, uh, interesting article. Uh, police teams drill for crowd con- control. Uh, Ann Arbor News, police officers from around West Shaw County descended on Ann Arbor's pioneering high school Friday for the first coordinated training session of a team designed to respond to large special events, uh, basically just crowd control. They're doing drills for what would happen if uh, if a protest got out of control, uh, preparing for martial law. You can never see that happening. Not yeah. in this country. Five sirens failed during test of new warning system at nuclear plant in New York City's suburbs. Uh, this just goes to show how uh, terrorism just is there. They don't take it seriously in the slightest bit because, um, you know, five sirens failed during this whole thing. They just thing. use it as, as a way to take away freedom. Exactly. And that's the sad part. They don't, even put up the, uh, they don't even put up the other show that, yes, at least try to pretend that we're under this threat. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was actually a very funny story about how some guy actually walked into a nuclear plant and sat on one of the reactors and just sat there for a good three or four hours waiting for somebody to come and stop them um, to prove how bad the security was there and how there's nothing being done about that. Yeah, um, That's the place that I expect to see the sniffing dogs and the, the cops with the black you know uniforms uh no now you see that on the trains because people just might have a bomb in a bag but no never mind at the nuclear power plants that they won't have any security there cloned immune cells have cleared a patient's cancer i wanted to talk about this last week this to me is amazing out of the guardian a patient whose skin cancer has spread throughout his body has been given the all clear ben after being injected with billions of his own immune cells okay you want to talk about efficiency nice uh, tests have revealed that the 52-year-old man's tumors, which spread from his skin to his lung and his groin, unfortunately, vanished Ouch. within two months of having the treatment and had not returned two years later. Doctor, and I, how, I'm not a doctor, but to me, again, I always get on this idea that you're supposed to radiate the tumors. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's just radiate human beings mm-hmm. so that we kill the tumors, but we cause hundreds of other problems. And then they fight off the, the actual results of the treatment. So sure enough, doctors attempted to the experimental therapy. As part of a clinical trial after the man's cancer failed to respond to conventional treatments. Hmm. Interesting. The man is the first to benefit from the new technique, which uses cloning to produce billions of copies of a patient's immune cells, which they are are then injected into the body. They attack the cancer and force it into remission. What a brilliant idea. Hmm. Maybe the cancer exists because people's, I don't know, their pH is wrong, but maybe their immune system is not strong enough to fight off the cancer. So sure enough, um, 
I'm going to say it once. I'll say it a hundred times. This is probably a great way to fight cancer. Do not expect to see this in any American hospital that is legally there to treat cancer ever, no matter what. As long as this, the politicians and as long as the government that we have continues to benefit and work in hand, hand in hand with the big pharma companies, yeah. you're never going to see this. Because mm-hmm. they don't make money off you being how well. Big, how can big pharma make money off your own immune, your, your own cells? They don't own your cells, not yet. Yeah. So don't expect this. But folks, if you are struggling, uh, I would say check this out. Once again, this is out of The Guardian, and it's called Cloned Immune Cells Clear Patients Cancer. Yeah. I'm a doctor, not an engineer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a brick layer. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. Is that an escalator? I can't believe I heard that one. Um, uh, British using anti-terror cameras to spy on litter bugs. Just wanted to lay this out there. We're almost done here. Of of the fact that that they use anti-terror cameras to to say that we're going to stop terrorists with these cameras. We're going to stop crime. And then they they use them on you if you're a litter bug or if you're uh, uh, arguing with your wife. For, for whatever reason, so you have a better chance of being struck by lightning three times than winning the Mega Millions and being killed by a terrorist. But you know, never mind, folks. We're out of time. Thank you so much for your calls, Aaron in Texas. Sorry we didn't get to you, Aaron. Please call in next show. We look forward to hearing from all of you again. Animalfarmshow.com is the website. Become one with the farm. Join the forums. We will be back Thursday night from seven to nine, and uh, we hope to hear from you then. So, folks, once again for Ben Pyeth, I am Tony Pack saying thank you for your support and dissent in your government is as American as apple pie. Good night. Folks.